So we're rolling. Welcome. Welcome on French fries or whatever, which is this new amazing original podcast. And wh what do you do in the first episode of a podcast? Like that, that's something I always ask myself. When you have to start something, then in the first episode, like, do you have to actually explain why? Like, why are you doing this? What are you going to talk about? I mean, if you're doing, like, a podcast about, I don't know, like, scientific stuff or super specialized something, I don't know, literature or medicine, and you're going to do some something kind of, I don't know, you want to educate people, then maybe you should introduce what you're talking about, why, why is that important, but this podcast is called French fries or whatever, I, I actually could explain why French fries are important, why they're like just amazing, I think French fries are like the symbol of love, like why did we choose the heart to express love, actually when I want to send like a a very nice, cozy, warm emoji to my friends. I sent pizza. Like the pizza emoji, the slice. Yeah, definitely. Can you imagine having a slice of pizza with french fries on? Like That's just like, do you want to marry me? I think I'm gonna just do a wedding proposal on a slice of pizza with french fries on. And not even a ring. It's like, what do you even... Why do you even need a ring if you have like a slice of pizza with french fries on? But anyway, so this could be actually a nice way to start this podcast, like just explaining why french fries are the most amazing thing in the world. But it's called french fries or whatever. And it's like there's also this whatever part, which is very difficult to define because it's just whatever, whatever you like, whatever you think in that moment. I don't know about you, but like... I say like a lot. I should stop. Like I should listen to myself. I mean like stop being like, being like stop to say like. There's no need. You're telling stuff, so you shouldn't really say like. Like nothing because you're stating it. But anyway, maybe maybe I'm gonna re-listen to this and for the second episode I'm gonna say less times like in a sentence but this is not the second episode so if I'm saying like a lot I'm very sorry just pretend I'm your child and you're teaching me not to say like and I will in the episode I will say like last times but anyway we're saying and this podcast is called French phrase or whatever and we have this whatever that we have to define and we don't know what it is like life we don't know what it is and love we don't know what it is I'm kidding this is not the whatever I meant the whatever I meant just you know the problem is I like to talk a lot and I like think a lot and I just thought that I need to talk and think by myself but talking actually like just not in my mind I don't know about you but like like again my mind is always so active I can think about many things at the same time and it's super difficult to concentrate because then like your mind just like oh you know what did you, did you ever think about this oh well that movie is amazing this series you should talk about it to someone and uh, just you have so many things going on in your life and I just need something like I think 
to talk about it. Yeah, but anyway, what was this but? Which is like actually comes from an Italian thing when you don't know what to say. You say bo, like, hey, do you know how many stars are in the universe? You say bo, I don't know. And this bo is like, I don't know. But it, it sounds very, very weird and bad. So I'm not, I'm never gonna repeat it. Like, sorry. But so I was saying this, whatever. Whatever is actually whatever you like. And I was thinking that I cannot introduce the topic of this podcast, because if the topic of this podcast is whatever, then I should introduce basically every topic possible, because I have no clue what I'm going to talk about in the next episode. So just out of, you know, just to be sure, I have to talk about everything, which I'm not going to do, because I don't know everything. So I was thinking there's another nice thing. You know when TV series start at the beginning? Uh, like, uh, yeah, at the beginning of the of every episode, more or less, especially the beginning of the season itself, and it's like previously on whatever series. And like, we can be like previously on French fries or whatever, which is not what happened in the podcast itself previously, but what happened before the podcast. So like, what are the events that led this podcast to take place in the first place, you know? And I tried to think about it, I tried to be like, okay, what happened before? Why am I doing, why am I even doing this podcast? And the reason is that I wanted to do another podcast at the beginning, months ago, and I actually started recording like three or four episodes, and it was an interview-based podcast, and I really think it's nice but covid happened and a lot of things happened and actually to to do an interview based podcast is very difficult at least at the beginning because i don't like to talk via skype with people i mean it's nice because it allows you of course to talk with everybody around the world but i like to talk with people like to be in the same room you know i can see you i can hear you i can feel you And so an interview-based podcast was kind of difficult, plus the topic is very precise and I have a kind of activist uh, motivation behind it and it's very big and I'm writing my thesis and uh, yeah, I was like, okay, that that idea is going to stay, I still have some, like I already have some episodes, let's see what is going to happen for now, I'm just talking here and try to understand if maybe like through this talking I'm gonna understand something else for that podcast. So basically this is just a meta podcast because I'm gonna break the fourth wall, I'm gonna do another podcast and you already know that I'm gonna do that. So it's like crazy. Yeah. So this is what happened before but the question is why did I want to do a podcast before And the reason is because I like this. Like, this is what I want to do in general in my life, to talk, to interview people. I love to interview people. I love to, like, just create connections and, I don't know, help people. I love when, like, you're with friends and, like, basically I became the dating coach of everybody. Everybody's dating, dating something, someone, something, well, someone 
just comes to me and they're like so this happened this happened what should i do what should i not do but also like friends related because like friend like friendships are very very like a particular way of relationship and so yeah many times this happened and i was like what if i can do this through another means basically like just like that and this is why i thought that maybe i could actually talk in a podcast why don't you have a youtube channel like this is the basic question that people ask me because they're like oh you will be great on a youtube channel and i'm like well you know what it's not that i don't like youtube it's just that i feel like it's not my platform i just feel it's i mean first of all to record a video i mean people are like no well you just have to turn off your turn on your your phone record and upload it and it's not exactly like that first of all you need like a good phone to do that you need a good microphone to do that you need a good light to do that you need to like maybe not look good but anyway you need you know you're in camera so people can see you you can't see me in my sweatpants at the moment sitting on the floor with some green tea next to me and my back on the heater because it's cold here it's like minus 23 you can't see it but i swear i'm here like that and the microphone it's like on a chair in front of me so that it's like at the height of my of my mouth and yeah basically that's it the cat luckily it's like outside the room because if the cat was here you could hear the cat but you cannot see it so this to say that youtube is not exactly my platform i think i don't know i just think that maybe if tomorrow someone's like hey let's do youtube videos and they're gonna edit all the material just have to be on camera talking then fine but not for now but okay so seriously seriously talking why am i doing this because I like to talk, I like to share, I like to interview people. I like, like, this is the dimension, the relationship is the dimension in which, like, I feel myself more, more comfortable in, in which I think I can, like, give the most, you know? And I had a job, actually, like, an actual job that allowed me to do that. And I was very young, it was, like, now three years ago. And I had this job in which I had to stay on camera and talk and then interview people. And it was amazing. And I was around all the time. Like I was in Italy back then and I was between Milan and Rome and always interviewing cool people and going to cool places, to cool parties. Um, it was nice. It was fun. Uh Maybe I was, I, I think I, I thought a lot about it, I still think a lot about it, I think probably I was too young, because after like one year, less than one year, I left. There were a lot of things things going on. Uh, we had some issues that maybe right now, I think right now, if I had the same issues, I would be able to talk about it and to solve and to be like, okay, this is like the boundary for me. Here's where I'm comfortable. Is Here is where I'm not comfortable. Let's not cross this line. Like at the moment, I would be able to do that. But back then, I wasn't. I 
just wasn't able to do that. So I had this job that I really liked. And sometimes, like right now, I still think I just lost the biggest opportunity of my life, which I don't think is true anyway. Uh, but sometimes I think about it. And uh, plus, I was in a relationship that ended up very being very, very, very bad for me. So I was in like more or less the last year of university because I had to then basically I graduated one semester after the the normal one, let's say, because I was working, etc. So I was in my last year of university and uh, I had this job who was like very intense and there was something, something's going on. And at the same time, I was in this relationship, which I think was the worst relationship of my life. Like, it just destroyed me. And in May, I had, like, a huge mental breakdown. Like, one day, I went back to my parents' house. And we were having lunch. I think it was Sunday. And they asked me, how is it going? And I just started crying. Like, I'm panicking in front of them. It, it wasn't like Sunday lunch, you know? And there was my little sister in front of me, and I saw that she was crying. Like, she she, she couldn't see me crying. And, but I was, like, crazy panicking. And they were like, what's happening? What's happening? And then I told them everything. And uh, basically, then I had, like, two, two weeks of blackout. Like, complete blackout. I have no clue what happened. I just was dead. And and so, like, that's what happened job-wise. And I was in this relationship that, honestly, like, I started having panic attacks, like, one month after I was in the relationship, so I should have understood something. But, of course, it was my fault, you know? Because when you're in bad relationships, it's always your fault. You're the one that that's creating the problem. You're the one that kind of, that is broken inside, that is wrong inside. And so I was in this bad relationship. And uh, I started having panic attacks, then I had the mental breakdown. And like two months after that, like that that's the very bad thing that happened. You know, not only you have a huge mental breakdown, in the meantime you still have to kind of understand what to do with your life and I was super lucky because my parents were like very very supportive they still are I think they're amazing and so two, two months after the person I, I was with just ghosted me from one day to the other like it was one day it was like I love you and the day after disappeared I mean, there was a thing in between, like, I, I don't know, maybe it was my fault because I was, like, feeling very, very bad, I was still trying to recover from the breakdown, so I know I needed, like, a lot of attention, not even a lot of attention, just needed normal attention from people, you know, that say that love you, so I needed this kind of acknowledgement of love that I was still worth it, and this person wasn't giving it to me. And I just, I just went crazy. I was like, what the hell are you doing? You're the wrong one, you know? You should do this. You don't care about me. And this person, instead of replying, and instead of, like, trying to understand what was going on, just disappeared. Like, honestly, 
disappeared. And then I had to search, like to, to search for something that could like make me understand what was going on. But basically you, we had a few calls in which nothing happened. And actually on a formal on a formal level, I am still with this person because nobody ever closed the relationship. Now, after three years, I think it's pretty understandable that it's closed. But, you know, the fact that nobody has the courage to come to you like and to say, hey, like, I just don't love you. I think it's not good for me. It's just over. And they disappear. Like, how old are you, honestly? Like, 12? Not even 9? Maybe in primary school. But after that, like, there's no point to do that. But anyway. So, after that breakdown, after two months from the mental breakdown, I had another breakdown because of this. Because ghosting is hell. Ghosting is crazy hell. And I just lost six kilos in what one week, ten days. I was smoking, like basically I didn't eat. I just smoked cigarettes, and uh, I tried with my parents, like they tried actually to make me feel better, and then my friends, and then they did, and slowly, slowly, you know, you're like, okay, I don't know what happened. I cannot. I cannot find a solution to this. I'm just gonna go on. I'm just gonna go on with the people that love me. So I went on. And I went back to Milan. To live there. Because I was living in Milan since like the second year of university. And my parents lived like close by. Kind of one hour from there. Uh, but still. And they wanted me to go back home. Not to go to live in Milan. But I was like no I wanna go there. I wanna go there. I wanna go there. So I went back to Milan. And it was okay. I was still going back to my parents' house because I have a lot of friends also in my in my hometown. I was going back a lot in the weekends. And in my house... In, it's a very dramatic story, though. Like, it is dramatic. But this is, like, to try to understand how things are created, I guess. Or, like, because I really think that what happened that year before I left Italy was just crazy and so much and sometimes you're like yeah well nothing really happened I'm still here I'm still a failure and then you look back and you're like what did I really went through all of that you know but you can realize it like really years later it's not that you know after one year then you're like oh yes I did this no years later so I went back to Milan and uh, I was going back to my parents' house a lot during the weekend. And it was going okay. Okay, I had, like, very good friends also there that helped me a lot. And we were, like, going, like, really walking for the streets. Really feeling like we owned the city. We owned the night. Like, we were partying and we were having dinners together and really good talks. And, like, supporting each other. It was very good. But I was living a kind of not very nice situation in my apartment with my flatmate. We had some issues in between each other. Like, we really loved each other because we were friends. 
but we, we are, we still are very different people and we had some issues that we had to go through and we never really found a solution to that, but probably just the solution is that we're different. But anyway, we couldn't really live together. It was very stressful for both of us. But still, we went on, went on, went on until the key event of my life happened, like the real key, key event. It was February, and uh, the exam session is in December, January, and the beginning of February. Basically, it's like half December, then it goes until the end of December, all January, and first half of February. And it was the 8th, I guess, of February. And I just did my last exam. It was an oral exam, so like it was kind of the teacher just asked you questions random questions and you have to hope that you know the answer and I just did that exam and I was going home and I was like cool like I'm done today it's just off and I lived in this part of Milan that was very like multicultural so there were a lot of shops with um that actually sold food from I don't know um also like Chinese food or Japanese food but raw food not not the not the restaurant itself, but the actual store. Anyway, I uh, bought some frozen spring rolls. I was like, cool, I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna do some spring rolls, it's gonna be amazing. And so I went home and I was, I texted my dad because I was like, hey dad, like, how do you fry things? Because I never really did it. And I was like, well, you put oil in a pan, you wait until the oil is warm, and then you put the thing in, just a couple of minutes and then you take it out and it's done and so I did it I took my like spring rolls I went home I prepared the couch with like the um, uh, episodes of house because I was watching house um for I don't know what times because I, I re-watched house for many many times it's like my favorite tv show ever and uh, so I prepared house the couch I had a beer like a Bex. I had a beer, I opened it, and I put the oil on the on the stove. And I was waiting, like, I was like, okay, it's gonna take a while. So I was watching House and then going back to the oil, and I was like, why isn't it boiling? Because if you know the oil doesn't have to boil, because, like, oil in order to boil, I don't know how many degrees it has to be, you know that, you know that you just have to feel it when it's warm, but I was waiting for it to boil, and it wasn't, and so I waited, I waited, and I covered it, I covered the actual oil with a lid, and then at some point, I went back, I opened the lid, and like, just this fire, just, I don't know, like, I, I was in front of this like fire, like kind of one meter, one meter and then half tall, just coming out from the little pot. And I was super scared because there was the, the gas thing over the, the stove. And I was like, oh, like here, if the gas just gets warm, it's going to happen like an explosion. We're all going to die. I was super scared, but I didn't know what to do because when you have so much fire in front of you, you're alone in your house. I was like at the second or third floor. I don't even remember. And you have that gas and you're, I, I don't know. I was what, 22, I think. Yeah, I was 22. And 
I did the most stupid thing that you can do. Because you know that you don't have to put water in oil. But I thought, I know I don't have to do it, but I don't know what to do. It, I, I didn't have time to, to, to think. I, I should have called my dad, probably. He would have told me something. But I didn't have time to do it. Like, I didn't think about it. So I took, like, a glass of water, just, a, like, a tiny bit of water, and I put it on the fire. It explodes like crazy explosion. Still, people do not understand how I am here with my face. Like I didn't have any kind of, of damage on my body, on my internal organs, on everything. Because it exploded and the explosions were so big that a, a wall two rooms like there was the kitchen and then there was one room and then there was another room and the last wall of the second room just broke like it was broken you could see the other apartment and it was crazy and so the explosion happens i see like fire smoke everywhere i just ran out i ran out i start crying i start asking for help nobody helps me i just start crying i call the the what's its name the the fireman what is name uh the firefighters and i called them and uh, they, they they were coming and then a couple of uh guys they were working like workers on a on a house uh close by they came they were like what's happening they went up in the house and they opened the window and then they came back and they were like easy don't worry we opened the window uh we there was some fire on the curtain we just um shut shut it how do you say it? shut the fire is it possible anyway they were like okay it's cool everything is open nothing is like burning again so just don't 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 just don't cry it's gonna be fine so the firefighters were coming of course i called my parents like crying like hell this thing happened you have to come you have to come they of course were okay we were coming and then the firefighters came and they went up and everything was fine in the sense that they opened all the windows the kitchen was all black there was oil everywhere there was the broken so the, the the explosion was so 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 strong that the metal part of the window just flexed like it's crazy and then there was the wall and i mean a lot of other stuff and but but still i was alive and nobody could understand how because i was in front of the pot and it was the only thing alive in the house, apparently. But anyway, so the firefighters fixed the thing. My parents arrived. We called the landlord. Everything happens. And of course, we have to stay out from the house for a while because uh, there was the, um, they, they had to refix everything. Luckily, there was insurance, like my parents had the insurance because the landlord didn't insure the apartment. How can you rent an apartment? to students and you don't insure it like i don't know i still don't understand it but anyway my parents had a kind of insurance on me so it paid everything which is cool 
The bad part, though, is that the landlord kind of freaked out. I mean, not at the beginning. The weird thing is that it didn't freak out at the beginning because at the beginning she was like, yeah, okay, it it happens. I don't know how it happens, but it happens. So we just have to fix these things. It's going to be annoying, but it's going to be fine in the end. Like the apartment's going to be fixed and whatever. But so they go through these things and then the landlord start being very suspicious because she doesn't really... Uh, update us with the uh, state of the works and stuff and one day so we go back in me and my flatmate and the whole story about the flatmate like I'm just gonna leave it for another episode because like it also very dramatic but I'm not gonna tell it now the thing I wanted to say is that me and my flat and my flatmate uh we went back in and uh one day, and so the the insurance still had to pay for it, but the insurance was paying like in one month, which is not so much. But the landlord just called my dad, not even. She texted him and she was like, if you don't send me the whole amount of the money of the, of the um, rebuilding stuff now, like Margarita and, uh, uh, and the flatmate has to go have to go out from the apartment I was like what and my dad was like what but it was like in a very very annoying and rude way and so my parents my yeah my parents were like well first of all the flatmate like just she has to stay because she didn't do anything second you know what you want Margarita to go out okay just give us a couple of days so that we can take everything and buy and so we did it and you know what, like, my mom always tells me that in the end, that thing was what really saved me from Milan, because I, I wasn't happy at all, like, I mean, it was, it it was, like, a very difficult situation after a dramatic year, and this event, in the end, my mom was like, you didn't want to come home, in the end, like, in some way, the world told you, go home, like, this is not your place. And it was crazy to me. And after the explosion, the very next Sunday, my mom organized lunch with my whole family to celebrate the fact that I was alive. And that's... I was like, I just set a house on fire. And you're, like, doing a special lunch for me? What is even this? But anyway, this is how I went back home after, like, setting a kitchen on fire. And so I went back home and things started to, like, be better. I was still going to Milan for university and because I have friends there. And, uh, of course, I wanted to keep seeing them and stuff. So, like, usually I was going for some days, I don't know, like... Friday, Saturday, something like that, or Sunday, so that I could spend, like, the weekend there and have fun and spend some time together, and it was cool, it was cool, and it was basically how I spent the last, so, February, March, so, let's say March, April, May, June, so, the last four months of university, I just spent, like, there, I was with my parents, and then I was going to Milan 
for university and sitting there with some friends to party. It was it was everything was very good. Every everything was very good and then there was the the question. I was finishing my bachelor. I was writing my thesis. Everybody was like, "What are you gonna do next?" I don't know what I'm doing next. I really don't know. As everybody, I think, like does know at the end of the bachelor, what do you wanna do? I don't know. There are some people that automatically are like, "Oh yes, I'm gonna do this and this and that." And I was like, "Guys, I just came from a crazy one year and enough. Honestly, I'm alive. Like that's enough for now. And then I'm gonna understand what I wanna do." But yeah so I didn't know I really didn't know but of course I was thinking about it and getting a bit depressed about it until a friend sent me a link of a person on Facebook searching for a no pair in Estonia and I was like okay honestly I didn't even read the nation like the country I I like I didn't remember what, what it was but I was like okay that that sounds cool and I met them and it was just love no well maybe not love but we wouldn't just get along get along quite well and so then I talked with my parents and they were like yes but you have to study and then I started to search for masters in Estonia and you know what I just found what I liked like I was searching for masters in Italy and I couldn't find what I liked and then like I don't know I just started to search in Estonia I was like what like, this is exactly what I was searching for. And I just found it there. I was like, this is not possible. But it was actually possible. And so I did the application while writing my thesis. And in the end, I don't know how I passed. Because honestly, it was a very awful application. Still, now I'm a super good student. But the application was like the opposite of what I'm now. And so I passed the application. I graduated um and then I don't know in like one month I just took my stuff went to Estonia started a new master study uh I don't know not a new life but like the first day of university maybe not the first one maybe the second one or third one I don't remember but anyway the first week of university at some point I was outside the university and it was sunny and it was a very nice day and it was September I guess and I was like you know what this is exactly what I need. I need space, space to think, to do what I like, to understand what was that I really so much liked. And I was there and I realized it. I was like, that's so good. And what happened in this like one year and a half, it's like another story. I would need so much time to to also tell everything. And maybe I will, maybe I won't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not now. Because, yeah, I think what happened in that year and a half is, like, just so important in order to understand why I need to talk. Yeah, because, like, I just need to understand things while talking, which is what I like to do, basically. Yeah, I just talk so much. But anyway, so, this is just to say that this is the previously on french fries or whatever i hope you enjoyed it uh i think that now i'm gonna think about what i want to talk about in the next podcast like in the next episode but i'm very happy to that that i went through all of that i hope it didn't like bore you too much
maybe yes or maybe not it's just that it's crazy and i also said the word crazy so many times i have to look for synonyms like on um on thesaurus yeah so that i can like oh it's awful it's so awkward but it's not awkward it was awful overwhelming definitely overwhelming but anyway so this is what was on previously i already said it i know and of course so new episodes are gonna come because here we need to understand what we want to do with our life and with our life i mean my life and if you want to understand what you want to do with your life like i'm super happy too uh, we have some months here to do that because, hey, crazy news, in like five months I'm gonna finish my master, I'm gonna be in the same situation I was two years ago. Well, not exactly the same because for now I didn't set a house on fire here, which is pretty good. But anyway, yeah, the same kind of, I don't know what I, I know what I want to do with my life, I don't know how to do it. But anyway, we're, we're gonna be in a similar situation, okay? And we have some months to figure it out. So, cool. So, let's see you. Let's see. Let's meet you. How how do you end up? Let's meet you. Let's see you. I guess, I guess that see you can be metaphor- metaphorically used. Yeah. Let's see you in the next episode of French Press or whatever. Thank you for listening. I didn't introduce myself. Cool.